Hey, Jenny, what's so great about beer? Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Beer Talk Radio, the only craft beer podcast in the business section. I am your host, Jenny the Greek, the queen of beers, la reina de cerveza, the Khaleesi of craft, the Bourdain of brews, the Cardi B of ABV, pourer of pilsners and lover of local dives. Make sure to visit the Beer Talk Radio website at www.beertalkradio.net. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please send me an email, jenny at beertalkradio.net. And if you're a fan, you can be on the show as well. Just click the link in my show notes, leave me a voicemail, and I'll put you on the following episode. Let's drink. Friday, 5 a.m., I wake up, get ready for work get my ass on the train so I can get to work by 6 work my ass off all day one of our combi ovens goes out due to needing to be cleared of lime in the drain that set us back scorched the macaroni and cheese amateur mistake that I've never made in my life never made in my entire career But no big deal. Add a little butter to it, some breadcrumbs. The average person's not going to be able to taste it. After my shift on my first job, my full-time job on Friday, I haul ass to get from San Francisco to Oakland to go to my second job. Helping out a chef friend of mine do this transatlantic specialty dinner at the Terrace Room in Oakland, overlooking Lake Merritt. Absolutely beautiful. He's making Nigerian food, Ghanan food, Jamaican food, and Cuban food. It was fucking delicious. But he was short-staffed, so I did probably the work of two people and uh, never got a break. It was very, very intense. So one intense shift to the next intense shift. That was all right because I love what I do. After that, took a shower at the facility, took an Uber, took the train to West Oakland BART station so I could catch a mega bus down to LA to see my dad. Papa Eon. You guys have met him in the dad drinking episode, the second episode of season two. Had to see my dad, but uh, the Megabus arrived about an hour late. It was fucking horrible because I had been on my feet the entire day and then I had to continue being on my feet for another hour after I wanted to rest. Now, for those of you who don't know, many chefs have the same injuries that most athletes and most 
construction workers have. We have severe plantar fasciitis, so that was really rough. But anyway, finally get on the mega bus at 1.30 a.m. on Saturday. And after that, I get to sleep the entire time. Got a really good night's rest on the mega bus. Sometimes I like to fly. Um, but sometimes I like to take the mega bus because essentially if I can do it at night, I can just sleep and then I don't feel like my time is being divided or absorbed, um, by the bus and, you know, I, I kind of change it up, you know, same thing when I go to Vegas. Saturday morning, arrive around 9.30 a.m. in L.A., go to my dad's apartment in downtown L.A., collapse on his couch (laughs) with the air conditioning on because it's about 93 degrees in LA and uh, lo and behold what I have in my bag is about four sours four beautiful sours three of them no two of them are from Alvarado Street Brewing Company one of them is the Macho Man Razzy Savage from Drake's which you have seen me review in my IGTV videos, it's also on my YouTube channel. And then I also get one from Laughing Monk Brewery, which is right by my job in San Francisco, and that one is called The Book of Palms. Later that day, we head over to Craft Beer Kings in El Monte, which is a really, really um, Hispanic working class area that you would not expect a craft beer store to be located in. (laughs) But we end up in uh, Craft Beer Kings. I pick up one more sour from Alvarado Street Brewery. And then I pick up about another 40 or 50 bucks worth of different types of beers that I would want to use and taste for future episodes. Finally, get back to my dad's house we have some dinner I happen to bring quite a few items from the previous night I do carry a cooler with me when I travel because I don't like to eat out and I don't like to eat processed food so I like to make sure that I have fresh um, organic when possible or at least fresh leftovers from any Restaurant or catering company that I'm working with because I do not, like I said, I do not like to eat processed food at all. Everything that I have to eat is made by hand, it's made by love, and that's the only reason I'm not excruciatingly fat as a chef. (laughs) I still have an hourglass figure, and I'm very, very lucky that I do. We were lucky enough to pick up a plethora, a variety of sours from Alvarado Street Brewing Company. They are known for their IPAs and their sours. I got the Haley Punch, which is the Kettle Sour Ale with passion fruit oranges and guava. And from what I hear, word on the street is that this is like the best sour ever made. So we're going to have that with our Afro-Caribbean dinner. And then also got from craft beer kings in el monte picked up the caribbean passion which i was not able to find in northern california so i'm really happy that i found it it is the smoothie inspired kettle sour ale with passion fruit peach mango strawberry and orange 
So I just cracked open the Haley Punch. Definitely smells like fruit punch. Smells really fresh, really sweet. What do you think? Oh yeah, it smells like fruit punch. <laughs> exactly like fruit punch. <laughs> okay, so let's give it a try. Really passion fruit and guava forward. Probably the biggest, the biggest thing that I taste. But it's really well balanced. It's not too sour. It's not too sweet. It doesn't taste artificial at all. It tastes like a sour guava, but I like it. Yeah, I like it too. How do I say this? If this is the standard that everyone's holding their kettle sours to, I can see why it's so good. I can see why so many people like it. But I got to say, I thought sipping on ginger juice was a much better sour from this company. So I'm not disappointed. It's a great sour on its own, but compared to ginger juice... I would I would prefer ginger juice to this one. Very, very clean finish too. And this is great to um to sweeten up and um bring some fruit flavor um some fruit balance to the meal that we're having cuz right now we're having the we've got the chicken stew, we've got the black eyed peas, we've got the gr the greens and the spicy um, African kidney beans. We also have the cornbread with the spiced honey butter. So we're eating a lot of spice here and having this sour to just kind of cut through cayenne pepper that we're, we're going through. It's, it's, it's actually really good. This is a great drink to pair with a spicy meal. You're right. It does taste more like a cider. You're absolutely right. In fact, I wouldn't think it was a beer at all. I mean, cause there's no maltiness in it. Light slight maltiness very little i mean you can if you think about it you can taste it but i thought it was a a, a cider you're right it does it is much more like a cider <laughs> okay well uh, we're gonna eat and then we're gonna finish off our meal with this caribbean passion because um i think it should be a little thicker i'm not sure if smoothie inspired i'm not sure what that means I'm hoping that it means maybe unfiltered or there might be some lactose in here. I really hope that uh, this would be a nice dessert beer. We'll see. Bon appetit. So this is actually not called Haley Punch. <laughs> My dad just corrected me. What is, how is this pronounced and what the hell does it mean? It's pronounced Howley. And most Hawaiians, of course, know that. I didn't know. <laughs> Well, you're not Hawaiian, so right? what do you want? I grew up with them, so I've heard that word a few times. It's a word used mainly in Hawaii to describe a white person or a person from European descent. Depending on how you say it, the word can either mean an insult or just a fact. <laughs> Is this beer kind of racist? What do you think? Oh, no. I don't think they're meaning it in a racist term. They just say, this is punch for white people. <laughs> Hawaiian punch for white people. Hawaiian punch for white people. 5.5%. <laughs> it's, it's not that strong, but maybe you just haven't been drinking all day, so that's why you feel it. Yeah, this Howley punch is good. Howley. <laughs> Correct pronunciation. But it's very one note. Like, I don't feel like it's really multidimensional. Like, they're sipping on ginger juices or the Rosetta cherry fruit tart ale from 
Oma Gang Brewery, like the pineapple hardine sour from Gilman Brewery. Like it's like you said, like it doesn't really taste like beer. It does it does taste more like cider because it's so guava heavy and fruit heavy. But yeah, it is it's pretty one dimensional. Well, you know, it is called a fruit punch. It's one dimensional like white people. <laughs> That's probably why they called it. You know, when you have a punch, you're not supposed to taste any other flavors. It's all supposed to be one unique flavor. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that balance of orange, orange with the guava at all. So it's, it's all I taste is guava. Yeah, I don't much taste the orange. Well, let's see if uh, Alvarado Street. Um, let's see how they put out this Caribbean passion. Busy. Let's look at the color. Let me pour it. You pour it. My hands are full. Similar in color, not as light as you would think a sour would be. More on the golden side of sour. It does not look translucent. It's it is quite hazy when you look at it up in the light. Like it is almost unfiltered. Let's smell it. I smell the pineapple. I smell the peach. To me, this one tastes more like fruit punch. This one tastes more like a combination of different fruits put together. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to tell what fruits are in this. Okay, so once again, it is passion fruit, peach, mango, strawberry, and orange. Smell the peach. I can taste the mango. I can taste the orange. I can taste the passion fruit. Strawberries getting lost underneath all those other um, more dominant fruits there. It's good. It's good. I don't know if I'm tasting it um, as as well as I should have because I just had all this spicy African-Caribbean food just now. So I'm not sure if my palate's blown out. Um, but once again, still pretty one note. Just Just fruit flavor, natural fruit flavor, not artificial at all. <laughs> and sour. I'm not getting any hop or malt, so I'm not getting any even small resemblance of beer. It is very cider-ish. Yeah, I would not call this beer. Or it could be stealth beer. Beer masquerading as cider. Right, right. Beer masquerading as cider. I mean, I love it. They're both really, really good. But... If you're in a mood for beer, the, the, these are not the options. But I can see why this company is blowing up. I, I can see why they're leading the pack. And I'm impressed. I just, I've had other kettle sours that are more balanced and more diverse in flavor. Yeah, they're really, really good. I uh, enjoy them. I like cider a lot. So these are top-notch so these are top-notch cider substitutes yeah exactly all right so we're just gonna leave alvarado street at that that's, that's what they're gonna get credit for top-notch cider substitutes great sour ales but not the most dynamic sa as sour ales very good my dad was commenting like I just turned the side of the Caribbean passion can to the side and he actually saw the price that I paid for it. So this was 16.99 for I'm sorry, this was 6.99 for a 16 ounce can. And it's a good beer, but 
I mean, that's what you pay for a pint in a restaurant. It's a little expensive. And I just feel like these two beers are a tiny bit one-dimensional for the price point. And the alcohol is a bit low for the price point. So I wouldn't spend $6.99 on this beer again. If you can find it in a four-pack that is maybe under 12 or 13 bucks, go ahead and get it. But um, paying $7 for this as a Lucy was not cool. I agree. It's not even like a bottle versus can issue. It's just that like I know I could have gotten probably a 22 ounce of Old Rasputin Imperial Stout, which has a 10%... ABV and it comes in a glass bottle. I probably could have gotten one of those for $8.99. This is $6.99 and I just don't think it's the greatest sour in the world and I'm getting absolutely no buzz off of it. <laughs> All right, so me and Papa are going to go from this go for this last one that I have from Alvarado Street. It is called Marge Time. Margarita inspired goza with lime agave and Big Sur sea salt. Now, I don't think it can get more pretentious than Big Sur sea salt. Like, it's not even Celtic sea salt, not kosher salt, not even dead sea salt. It's or Himalayan <laughs> mountain salt. It's Big Sur sea salt. And we know that Big Sur is where all the hippies like to hang out, so... Uh, we got, again, 5.5% ABV coming in a overpriced 16-ounce can, but I've heard good things about this. It's supposed to really, really, really taste like a margarita, and uh, I'm not a tequila drinker, but I do like the flavor of a margarita. Little, little cloudy, little cloudy color. Um, nice, super, super, super pale, pale blonde color. It smells like limes and salt for sure. So they, they definitely nailed that down. Oh, this absolutely tastes like a margarita. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, super salty and limey. I like this one a lot. And does it taste like beer to you? Because it tastes more like beer to me than the other two. Yes, it does. Tastes better than a margarita to me because I don't like margaritas with salt in them. But this is an excellent balance of the margarita flavor with the limes and the salt and the ale, so we're all good. Yeah, and, and what I like about Gozas too is they don't go too hard on the sourness like these like these other two counter sours that we just had. It's uh, It's much more muted. You know what? We should have put this one in the freezer and gotten it a little bit colder, but I really like the flavor. Yeah, I really like the flavor of that. Salud. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah, I feel like this beer is more multi-dimensional than the other two. You taste the agave separately than you taste the lime, separately than you taste the salt. And it still has that that fresh, light beer, light European undertone to it so it does have it it does have a little bit more maltiness and um there's no hoppiness to it at all but it goes is not supposed to have any anyway but 
Yeah, this is good. I, I like the Marg, Marg time. It's And it says on the can, hashtag Marg time. Marg time. I think that's kind of cool. Very, very, uh, very pretentious and self-promoting, just like the Big Sur sea salt. Indeed. So, Papa, you said this tasted like what? Well, it reminded me of the Budweiser Lime Aritas, mm-hmm. but much better taste. Yeah, I've had those Lime Aritas, and I'm a little bit embarrassed to say that they're really, really, really fucking good. This is like the less artificial less sugary version of that for sure yeah for more sophisticated palates for the snobby big sir people (laughs) (laughs) this is this beer is so california it's not even funny yep i don't like salt in my margaritas because for me i don't think those two Tastes should be mixed. I mean, sweet is sweet, salt is salt, savory, that's just me. People like that, I don't. But I'm really surprised that I like this Marge time. Marge time or Marg time with the salt in it. I think it's complements perfectly with the beer and the lime and and the sweet but it's not really that sweet though that's that's why i think the salt works with it for me yeah that's a good point too and i know you you know if you don't like salt and beer there's a somewhat less pretentious beer out there by hangar 24 i talked about this in my very first episode i tasted it with orlando uh, their sales rep back in Vegas, they have the Adventura, which is the lime and um, sea salt Mexican lager. So that one is much more beer forward in flavor. It's got that really, really strong amber Mexican lager flavor to it with the lime and the salt, but it's a, it's it's much less pretentious than this one. At least in terms of their branding and their labeling and their description. But if you like this, you'll definitely like the other one. This is going to be our second to last sour of the weekend. This is the Book of Palms Kettle Sour with pineapple and coconut. 5%. uh, Really typical, you know, golden color. Pretty translucent. Smells super tart and fruity. Oh, wow. That really tastes like pineapple and coconut. Okay, got some pizza to go with this beer. I felt like we needed either Mexican food to go with this beer, but we're sick of eating Mexican food. So we got some pineapple jalapeno bacon pizza and pepperoni pizza to go with it for lunch. It reminds me of the of the piña colada mixes that bartenders use as a base for their piña coladas, but it still has that kind of a pillsy. It's not as sour as the other sours that we had from Alvarado Street. This is from Laughing Monk Brewery, which is not actually that far from my job, which is kind of cool. Made in San Francisco. Oh, it contains lactose. So that's probably why it's a lot smoother and isn't as 
like super super tart squincher face tart as the other sours that we had this weekend I'm not really tasting the pineapple I smell it but I don't taste it much but the coconut hits me in the top of my mouth and it's a good sour it's not as tart as you would think but it tastes pretty good yeah it's got more of that no it has more of a like a pilsner or an american style lager mouthfeel to it it's not it doesn't have that punch of tartness so it's actually much more enjoyable than the other <coughs> it's much more enjoyable than the other sours that we had from Alvarado Street. So this is something I definitely get again. Laughing Monk is a hit or miss. I've had a couple of other um, beer styles from there that I wasn't impressed with, but this one, the Book of Psalms, is amazing. This is a great sour. I think it works great with uh, spicy food. It really clears your palate right after you've eat, drank it and you're ready for the next first taste of your food. Yeah, it is a good palate cleanser, especially since we're eating um, really, really tasty and flavorful thin crust pizza where we've got strong sauces and strong toppings on the pizza. So yeah, this is great. I like this with the pepperoni a lot. I think it's the perfect pizza ale. Definitely. They should call it Book of Pizza, not Book of Palms. <laughs> Last sour of the weekend. You guys have seen me drink this one before. This is the Macho Man Razzy Savage from Drake's Brewing Company. The Kettle Sour Brown Ale with raspberries. Um, I've had it, so I don't have... You guys already know how much I like this one and how I feel about this one. 6.5%, so this is the... Um, this one has the highest ABV of all of the um, sours that we tried this weekend. And I got a Neapolitan cheesecake to pair with this sour brown ale. I love this one because it really does taste like beer. Um, the nut brown ale flavor really comes forward at the end of the, as it, as it finishes, whereas the sour raspberry flavor is right at the beginning. But I think it's just a really, really cool balanced beer. It's, it's unique. And the fact that they were able to actually get a lot of malt flavor into this sour says a lot about the company. What do you think? I agree. Right, well, let's try it with the cheesecake. Where's the spoons? Oh, right here. This doesn't have to be a dessert beer, but as you know from my previous beer review that I thought this would go really well with a raspberry chocolate tort or any kind of chocolate mousse or even a lemon bar. And when I saw the Neapolitan cheesecake, I was like, yeah, let's definitely try it with that. Got the strawberry, the chocolate, and the vanilla. Mmm. wash it down with the beer yeah that's strawberry and the cheesecake nice um nice contrast to the raspberry in the beer yeah it reminds me of a chocolate mousse cake with raspberry 
topping when you eat the cake and then drink the beer afterwards. And that concludes this week's episode of Beer Talk Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment and rate on iTunes, and that will help other people find the podcast. If you're interested in being on the show, I'd be happy to put a clip of your voice and your commentary in the following episode by leaving a voicemail. The link to the voicemail is in the show notes. If you have any questions for me or past guests, I'd be happy to get those answered for you. Send me an email at jenny at beertalkradio.net. Thanks for drinking with me and have a good one.